Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, I think we have an awesome show lineup for today. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. We're almost there. That's right. The money elves have retreated back up north. They have. They have. Santa's resting now. We're right here, geared up for a big football Monday coming up. That's right. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. We got New Year's lined up. Carolina's playing on uh, on uh, Monday. Yeah, as is Georgia and Clemson. And, oh, Clemson's uh, playing. Oh, we're playing the big playoff, the big one, John. The big Come game, on. the, the big, big boy game, the big game. That's right. We're, it's almost like we're having a repeat of the national championship before ah, the national whatever, championship. Whatever, whatever. Go ahead. It's crazy. It's crazy. Enjoy it man. now because next week when we do the show, we'll be talking about how there's two teams left and Ouch, Clemson's yeah. not in there. But we, I don't know. It's going to be a good game. Clemson. It will be. Clemson's got a great team. So um, yeah. Pretty excited. I'm worried about it, obviously. But uh, anyway, but it'll be New interesting. Year. That's right. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, a little bit early. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about, we do have some great topics here. Speaking of the new year, we got the five financial New Year's resolutions. These are things that you need to make sure are in your package of New Year's resolutions if you don't have these handled. But these are five important ones. That's right. And, um, you know, a lot of people are looking at uh, 2017. Pretty good year in the market, I think, by most uh, most accounts for, for folks. But uh, looking in 2018, what are the risks out there, Steve? And um, we're going to talk about five risks that you need to uh, really worry about. And it's going to surprise you. It's a little, a little different twist than what you're probably thinking. But um, there are some things that you need to make sure that you consider for 2018 and beyond. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 22 years of experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have uh, 25 years in helping corporations and individuals with planning. Also have an MBA in finance and um, good to be here today. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah. You can also go to our website, moneymd.net. We have the podcast link there. You can go and listen to the uh, historical shows. We have quite a few out there and also some videos for you to check out on, on various topics that um, we get a lot of questions on throughout the uh, the year. We have a Facebook page um, that you want to check out, MoneyMD. We have a lot of good tips out there. We put the prescription on the week uh, videos, and um, some of them are funnier than others. Um, but, uh, you know, it's always a surprise out there on Facebook, so go check it out. Yeah, there are. Some of them are pretty humorous. <clears throat> they too. are. That's you, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a funny guy, you know. <laughs> Not really. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's Sarah, and, and your son Josh does a pretty good he, job he as well. He's, he's scary sometimes, too. but, you know. He does. You'll want to check us out. There's some good ones out there. Do check us out on our website, too. Um, moneymd.net where you can link to us there you can ask us your questions we'd love to hear from you or you can uh, email us directly at info at moneymd.net right, we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week yeah, this comes from the commerce department steve and you know we talked about the uh, the jobs bill last week and um, some of the positive aspects the, the goal is is to grow gdp and um, so when you can grow GDP, gross domestic product, uh, that means the economy is is humming along. And a lot of good things happen. And as a matter of fact, each one-tenth of 1% increase in the GDP, so like going from 2% growth to 2.1%, um, that translates into about 80,000 new American jobs, which is a lot. That's a lot. You know, and our GDP growth has been humming right along here for the past six months, by the way. I mean, we had a 3% uh, second quarter GDP growth, then we had a 3.3% 
third quarter GDP growth. And they're projecting like close to 4% GDP growth here for the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I saw the spending um, for the holiday season was the best in like 12 years. So, you know, there are some positive things in the economy. Now, it doesn't mean that um, it's always going to be rosy in, in 2018. We're not saying that. But, um, you know, GDP is very important. The tax plan is is was generated or the goal is is to, to, to um, increase GDP so we can get new jobs. Um, also wage growth, a lot of different benefits of it. So. Yeah, by the way, that's gross domestic product, GDP growth. Yes. And we only need about 0.4% extra growth to totally pay for that tax bill that uh, we're all going to enjoy next year. So um doesn't take a lot, and GDP growth is a really big deal. So that's an interesting fact of the week. And speaking of facts, that leads us up to our first financial topic here, and that is the five financial New Year's resolutions um, for the new year. John, yeah, I mean, the new year is right here with us, um, right around the corner in a few days. And, you know, it's it's time to get serious about what we're going to focus on in the coming year. And, okay, I mean, I know everybody plans to lose a little bit of weight, right? Mm, yep, you yep. know, exercise a little more regularly. Absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good one. We definitely got it. I do that every January. Yeah. I mean, have to, you know, and uh, just to work it off. From the holidays, but uh, that one's important. And I know everybody play, probably plans maybe to take a special vacation, maybe a, acquire a new skill. I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. But what about the financial goals and resolutions? I mean, you have to have some financial goals and resolutions to accomplish what you need to going forward. So we have five of them here for you that you need to put on your list if you haven't already mastered these. And I would say 90% of people don't have all five of these covered. So add any of these to your list that you're missing. Yeah, you know, people, Steve, a lot of people don't think New Year's resolutions are important. And a lot of times the reason is uh, they fizzle out is because they don't put a lot of emphasis on it. But, you know, focusing on these goals is important. Um, Talk with your spouse on it. Put it up on the refrigerator. Make sure you're communicating and um, you don't have to wait until you get lung cancer before you stop smoking. So you got to have a plan for the future. So make sure you implement some of these things we're talking about. Absolutely. That's right. You don't have to wait till you maybe you break your wrist before you stop snowboarding. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I finally figured that one out a few years ago. You don't snowboard anymore, do I you? I don't snowboard right, anymore. Good. Josh still does, but I don't. You know, point is that meaningful change, though, can come from just deciding that you're serious about it and that you're going to do it. So, um, you know, this definitely applies to changing your financial picture. So you just have to decide today that today is today. You're going to start it and then get started on it. Getting started is usually the hardest part. So here are some things that you need to change if you haven't already conquered these. First one, Josh, uh, John, is establishing an emergency fund. Yeah, that's probably the most important. That is definitely. This is a crucial step to any financial plan You have to have three to six months of expenses saved up in a liquid account that you can get your hands on when things go wrong. Yeah. For instance, like um, maybe you're, you know, 50 and snowboarding and trying to keep up with your 20 year old son. You know, um, I don't know if you know anybody who that happened to. No, of course, no, John. You, no, no. you wouldn't have a break in your wrist and then the son have anything happen either. Right. Yeah. I right, mean, accidents don't right. happen. Yeah. Not not at the same time. You're right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so there goes your $2,500 deductible, right? And then if your son breaks his <clears throat> wrist too, or his arm too, there's another $2,500. There's $5,000 right there, right off the top that, uh, yeah, that 
that would definitely cause be cause for an emergency fund. So just some details here. You were going down in a stretcher, like a they were carrying you down. <laughs> they were and they were j- taking Josh. This was a crazy story. They were actually taking Josh down oh, Josh on a stretcher. Down. Okay. I was behind him and I was videoing it for the record, <laughs> right? And I had a camera in my hand while I was snowboarding behind him and I slipped down. Just hit a little call of the edge, just barely slipped down, put my hand down with the camera in my hand. Was that caught on video? Uh, no, but well, the 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 snow was. Yeah, it was still it was still filming. Can we can we see that? I don't know. You know, I've never even looked at. That I think video we need to put that out on the uh, website. Be interested <laughs> and, to see how many hits. And we my get. wrist popped. <clears throat> I felt my wrist pop, mm. and when I brought it back up, I had a knot in my wrist. Sure enough, I had broke my wrist. What are the chances of both of you being hurt on the We're, same time? That's it. It's got to be like one in a million chance. But yeah, it it happened to me. So if you're like me, yeah, you need to have an emergency fund because stuff happens. You know, and the the old credit card snowball that keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know, eventually swallow you if you don't have an emergency fund. That kind of stuff happens to you. So that's really important. The first one, establish an emergency fund. The next one, though, John, is to start paying off your credit cards for good. Get this done for good. Um, So there are these credit card balances from your last emergency or Christmas that never got paid off, maybe, right? And you, so you have to decide that you're going to make some real progress and systematically pay these off. So you make a budget, you stop eating out, maybe you drop a club membership, whatever it takes, you squeeze an extra couple hundred dollars per month out of your budget to start making some progress against these credit cards. And you add that payment to the smallest card first and you start whittling that card down. When you get that one paid off, you take all of that payment that was going to that card and you apply it to the next smallest card. So you get it paid off even even faster, right? It starts to snowball. And so you keep doing that until the next one and the next one until they're all paid off. That's called the debt payoff pay snowball. It's a powerful way to get them all paid off. So you want to get the credit cards paid off once and for all. Yeah, and once you do both of those steps, Steve, the, the next step is 15% towards retirement. And we're kind of following Dave's system here, the the baby steps, as he calls them. And and we really can't overemphasize how important these three steps are to your long-term success. And, you know, we sit down with hundreds of people, and one of the consistent things that we see for those people that are on track uh, for retirement is they are saving a high percentage of every paycheck uh, towards retirement. And they usually have started early. Um, but even if you're, you know, 40 or 50 or whatever the, your age is, you can start today and make drastic changes in your retirement scenario by focusing on a couple of these items. Yeah. Starting early is the key. You know, every 10 years you wait to start saving for retirement, you have to save about two and a half times per month, per two and a half times as much per month to reach the same goal. You know, for example, if you saved $500 a month and you started at age 20, that would grow to like one and three quarter million dollars, well over a million and a half by age 60 at an 8% return. However, if you wait to age 30 to start rather than age 20, that $500 now becomes $1,174. That's what it would take to equal the same amount of money if you waited that 10 years to start saving. And if you waited to age 40, guess what? The $500 per month at age 20 now takes $2,971 per month at age 40 to reach that same one and three quarter million at age 60. That's a big difference. That's a huge difference. So, yeah, I mean, so you got to change your contribution rate now to 15% in your 401k combined with a Roth IRA somewhere else. Um, so you have a total of 15% going toward retirement. 
You'll save taxes. You won't miss the extra money as much as you think you will. And you'll find yourself in much better shape for retirement. So that's a big one. Start paying off your, uh, start saving 15% for retirement right now. The next one here, fourth one on the list is to make a, a plan for retirement so you know what it takes to get yourself on track. Um, you know, you've heard it said, if you don't have any goals, you certainly won't reach any. And it's true. You have to have a plan and a goal for retirement if you're going to get there um, prepared. And that starts with knowing how much that it's going to take to get there. So get some help by calling someone like us or, you know, if you do it yourself, that's fine if you're able. But make a plan. Determine how much income you're going to need in retirement, how much pension, how much Social Security will contribute. You know, subtract to know how much you'll have in your 401k that it has to, how much income that has to support. And determine how much it takes uh, to, to, at retirement age, to reach that goal to have a four and a half, a four to five percent withdrawal rate in your 401k. Yeah. To support your there, income. There's a formula out there, and it, this all sounds complicated, and it's not. Um, I mean, there's some details in it, certainly. Right. But, you know, once you have that number for your 401k, then you can determine how much to save per month. And that's what we're really trying to get here is how much do you need to save per month for the next, you know, umpteen years in, in order to hit your income goal. Um, you use a 5 to 8% rate of return, depending on how aggressive or conservative you are. Again, it's not rocket science, but it does take a good grasp of, of math, and you got to understand inflation and rates of return, and um, you need to understand the uh, you know your spending levels as well. So you've got to match this up with a budget, and so certainly if if we can help you, give us a call. Um, you know this can be a part of your new year you know New Year's resolution, um, coming up with a plan, and we can help you with that. We we're we're very good at at this piece and um, helping kind of give some vision to to folks on what they should and what they shouldn't do. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's very, very important. So get started with a plan today. And the last one here on the list is to get your investments truly diversified. You know, it may seem like you don't need to be diversified when everything's headed up like this past year. Um, But it's as important as ever when markets are high, because when markets do pull back, you know, there are going to be some asset classes and many individual stocks or securities that are hit hard and don't recover very well. So you need to have some large stocks, you need to have small stocks, you need to have value, you need to have growth, you need to have international, you need to have U.S., along with some bonds and fixed income in your portfolio, uh, so that it's all covered, so that you're really well diversified. And then you need a good representation in each asset class with hundreds of stocks or bonds instead of just a few. And if you're truly diversified, then your portfolio is going to represent thousands of stocks and bonds in eight to 12 different asset classes. Our portfolio represents over 10,000 different stocks and bonds in our portfolios. You know, so if you have anything less, though, you know, you're going to get hurt in a downturn and you're going to miss some of the recovery when it happens. So make sure you're truly diversified today so that you, you, you don't get hurt in the next downturn. So the takeaways here, John, are, you know, your New Year's resolutions need to include some financial goals to get you on track in the coming year. If you don't have an emergency fund, by all means, get that straightened out. Then get on track to have have it set up in the new year, along with paying off your credit cards. Also, make it a goal to start saving 15% in your retirement accounts, which, by the way, you'll need a plan for. So, you know, start your retirement plan in the new year if you don't have that spelled out on paper. 
And then finally, make sure you're truly diversified so that when you're when the good markets do end, you're poised to recover and go on to new gains and get back on track with, for your retirement plan. So um, if you have questions, though, you know, shoot us a line and give us a call or you can email us again at info at moneymd.net. All right, John, that leads us up here to the question of the week. Yeah, this question has to do with uh, real estate and rental houses. And <clears throat> the question is, is I'm a young professional and uh, single, have some excess money, I'm investing in my 401k. And uh, the question is, is, should I invest in a rental house? And we get this question frequently and, and we do have... Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, we do have clients that um, do a lot of real estate and some of them do very well in it. Uh, but we sure. also run across people that have tried real estate and gotten burned in it. So um, like for me, I'm not a, um, it, it doesn't fit my interest and my skill set. Yeah. Um, some people that are really successful are able to actually go into the houses themselves and, yeah, and contract be, it out. It's an, it's an active investment. Let's you gotta, put it that you way. You got to be good at fixing it up and fixing things. And I mean, if you have to call somebody to do everything for your rental place, or if you have to pay somebody to manage it, probably not going to turn out as good as you might think. Yeah. And it is, it is an active investment. It, you have to manage it. Um, cause it's, you know, if you don't, it's going to, the value of your, your investment is going to go way, way, way down. Cause people that rent houses don't generally take care of them. Exactly. So yeah, I would say tell a young professional first, you know, <clears throat> make sure you're getting your match in your 401k. You got to get that. Then fully fund a Roth, you know, get that $5,500 per year going into a Roth. So that's fully funded. Um, of course, you have to have an emergency fund before both of those things. Um, after that, I mean, if you want to look at rental property, maybe, but it's got to fit, you know, so you got to be careful. Make sure it fits your overall situation and you're not, you're not biting off more than you could chew. So great question of the week, though. All right. And that leads up to our next topic, and that is the five risks worth worrying about. Yeah. Um, so looking at 2018, Steve, um, uh, North Korea is on the, no, North Korea is not on the list. Ouch. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. Let's don't worry about them. Man. Well, you, there are, there are always going to be, um, you know, things that happen in the world and the economy that cause the markets to, to go down. That's just, that's part of history and no one can predict those. So the real risk you need to, to worry about are some other things that will impact you long-term, right? Right. And so, you know, if you ever have lost sleep, um, you know, at night because of some dramatic event, um, you think about the, the Lehman Brothers, you know, this is a long time ago, back in 2008. Maybe you're worried about North Korea. Maybe you're worried about, um, you know, someone hacking your accounts. Uh, for those, you know, those are the wrong things to focus on. Yeah, let's honestly. worry about things we can, can control. <clears throat> Absolutely. For for one, there are robust protections for individual investors in the unlikely event a bank or maybe a brokerage goes under. Um, there's also these black swan events. Um, this comes from Charles Schwab, by the way. The black swan events are, are things um, like 9-11 um, that, that, um, that happen. You look at some of the wars and things like that. They typically recover pretty quickly. Um, it's really the the the, uh, the pitfalls that that you're not expecting that can creep up you, creep up on you over time, and um, they can they can really cause disaster in your retirement plan. So, with that in mind, we've got five hazards here, Steve, that we're gonna take a look at that most people or many people neglect, and you want to make sure you don't. Yeah, that's right. And these are good. The first one here is procrastination. Yeah, when it comes to retirement, you know, doing nothing may be the biggest risk of all. And I, I agree with that. The longer you delay establishing goals, putting a savings plan in motion, 
the less time you have to benefit from compounding or earning returns on your returns. You know, if you wait too long, then it can almost become impossible to catch up. So suppose, you know, you have a, you're 25 years old and you invested just $250 a month until retiring at age 65. At the end of four decades, assuming a 6% rate of return and, and constantly saving that, um, you would have accumulated nearly a half a million dollars. Um, more than three quarters of it would be attributed to the compounding returns, right? So that's only a 6%. So if you did it at 8%, mm-hmm. it would be a much bigger number, probably double that. So it's a big deal. It doesn't take a lot, you know, if you give yourself a long time. So just get started today. That's the point. Don't procrastinate. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're, you know, 50, 60, whatever the, your age, and you know someone young, go, go grab them by the shirt collar and, you know, make sure they understand this. So whether it's your kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, our younger generation, many of them don't understand that piece of it. And we're older now and we certainly understand this. So don't procrastinate. The second one here, Steve, is unrealistic expectations. Um, even after you've set goals and established a healthy, you know, savings habit, you still risk coming up short in retirement if your expectations for returns are unreasonably high. So although it's impor- impossible to say for certain how your investments are going to fare over time, there's broad consensus about what to expect over the coming decade. So I always hesitate when I look at these numbers. No one knows. And so Charles Schwab is saying, um, you know, the large cap stocks would be about a 7% return over the next um, 10 years, and then um, investment grade bonds about 3%. So they're saying that's significantly lower than what we've experienced the last, you know, past century. And they may be right. And you certainly should go conservative when you're doing planning. Um, you know, for proof of this, if you look at some of the headlines that you see in states about the funding shortfalls in their public and pensions, it's because the politicians were overly optimistic about the, um, the returns. So, you know, what we do is we recommend conservative investments, you know, five, six, maybe 7% if you're aggressive. Um, looks at, depends on the time frame and so forth, but historically it's been much higher than that. But be conservative when you're doing your planning. Otherwise, if you plan on a 10 or 12% rate of return, what it does is it basically is going to make you, it's going to allow you to save less because you're counting on that return. And when you save less and the return doesn't happen, that's when it falls apart. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one. You definitely want to be realistic with your expectations and assumptions. The next one here is don't neglect a portfolio. You know, a lot of risks needlessly pile up if you don't update your plan and your portfolio from time to time. You know, an approach that made sense for a married couple with no kids may be, you know, all wrong once the family expands. I mean, for example, an aggressive investment strategy when you're 50 might be downright terrible a decade later when you're 60. You know, even the most forward-looking portfolio can drift from its goals at some as some asset classes will stagnate and others will surge. There is no sure thing, um, and there's no one and done, most likely. You know, your situation changes, the world changes, and your portfolio may need to change with it. So you should review, you know, absolutely everything just about once a year, you know, including your whole plan, mm-hmm. your portfolio, your your insurance policies, you know, your whole situation. You need to take a good look at it once a year. Don't just 
neglect your portfolio or your financial situation for that matter. Yeah, that's that's good, Steve. I, li- I like that one as well, making sure. And this is a great time of the year to do that. Take, take a look yep. at 2017 and do some projections for 2018. Another one here on the list, Steve, is inflation. Uh, it's been really low for a long time now, about a about a decade. And um, there's a whole group of folks out there that um, really have no experience in dealing with inflation. Um, that said, you shouldn't ignore the possibility that the purchasing power of your investments may be badly eroded with the cost of living. If we get a, 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 a high GDP number, gross domestic product, and the economy starts going, that's when inflation yep. can really start to kick up. So inflation is a risk for retirees, in particular because an outsized um, you know, percentage of their spending goes to health care. And what we've seen historically is there's been a lot higher um, cost increases in the healthcare world. So one way to combat this risk is to set a higher retirement savings goal to prepare for this eventually. And uh, you got to recalibrate it periodically. To give you an example, folks that work out at the Savannah River site have pensions, <clears throat> and it's a great benefit, but there's no inflation adjustment. And yep. so after, you know, just with a 3% inflation adjustment in, in you know, basic goods and services after 20 years, their purchasing power has been cut in about half. So if you're if you're making thirty thousand, that now feels like fifteen twenty years later. So inflation is a is the silent killer. It is over time that makes a huge deal. You really have to be prepared for that. You know. So the last one here on the list is a lack of learning. Um, you know that's a risk. You you want to stay up to date. Research has shown that those with even a basic level of financial literacy, including an understanding of compounding, diversification, and inflation, are a lot more likely to achieve their retirement goals than those without um, that understanding. You know, there's a risk in not taking the time to understand key financial concepts. You know, conversely, there is an opportunity for those who do make the effort to go and understand, you know, th- those key concepts and the available vehicles that are out there, the Roth IRAs, the options that are available to these tax changes that we just talked about Mm -hmm, last week. mm -hmm. Um, You know, you need to kind of stay on top of things so you're not missing opportunities. Yeah. And, and for young people, Steve, we talk about this. I mean, time is, is a young person's greatest advantage. And we talk about the compounding, you know, when you do these calculations and you look at them over, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, the compounding is, it's a it's an amazing um, process. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, we're we're available to talk to youth groups. We do that in the area. So, if you're listening to this and you know some groups that uh, may benefit, you know, high schoolers, even college young adults, we'll, we'd be more than happy to come out there and, and speak to your group. Absolutely. All right. Great topic. And that leads up to to our last item, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, this prescription has to do with um, now's the time to get serious about 2018, right? Um, right. Focus, we just talked about paying off debt, emergency funds. Um, you know, go check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a lot of great resources out there. The podcast, we talk about these topics um, every single week, and they vary from, from you know, week to week. Um, we also have a lot of videos out there. Dave Ramsey has a lot of great material. Susie Orman, Clark Howard, whoever. Just do some research and make this a priority. It does take stress off of your life situation if you can focus on this. Yeah, and we have a good retirement estimator out there that gives you a good snapshot of kind of where you're at. You know, it's just a starting point, but it's a it's a good one. It's on our website as well. Um, like you said, all the past shows, but you do need to focus on your financial life in 2018. So make sure you include those five we talked about. If you don't have those covered, 
on your uh, your New Year's resolutions, and uh, you know, just just get on top of things. Do an asset inventory, update your asset inventory, so you know where all your accounts are, you know where everything is. You can, you know, have that available for your loved ones um, in the event that something happens to you. And uh, focus on your finances in 2018. So that's a great prescription of the week. All right. Well, this has been this week's edition of Money MD. So do tune in to more prescriptions for your financial health. Uh, check us on our website, moneymd.net. You can email us your questions at info at moneymd.net. Or you can give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening and have a great New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Smart Mr. Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Dan Associates, a registered investment advisor.